Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. For sports, as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some Forex. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. Henry's looking very confused, upset, and angry, and I can't wait to find out what's wrong. I just a headphone thing. Oh. It's very boring, folks. Uh, just a headphone thing, as it so often is. I know, I know. And that's why we have AirPods. Yeah. You know, that's why they were finally invented. Bloody, remember when you got your, your cables tangled? It sucks cables that once, in a tangle. Yeah, once a week I have to go back to cords. And once you go cordless, it's hard to go back. Yeah, yeah. and the fact that you're in a band as well, you're around cords constantly. I'm always around cords. Many kinds of cords. Yeah, you know, of all, of all cords. cords. Uh, G-strings. <laughs> yeah, G-strings is uh, my life. It's man. a very exciting episode today, Henry. Mm. We are, again, sort of loosely continuing this series of uh, shopping centre-based episodes. Yeah. Because we had Chermside not too long ago. And what are we talking about today? Today we're going to be talking about Carondale. So, dare I say, home of the second most iconic Westfield. Yep. Because what are they? There's Chermside, everyone knows. Carondale. Indra. Indra. Indra's not a Westfield. What is it? Yeah, no, it is. Tuong isn't. No, it isn't. Indra's not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Indra's just called It's him. one of those, you know that interview technique where you are silent and you mm. let the suspect bury himself? Yeah. <laughs> That's you just being like, yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it can't be. But, <laughs> father. <laughs> hey. Got him. <laughs> If the car park shopping center fits the suspect, then must, Cinderella. You, then you must. Then you quit. must quit. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. It's our Garden City is a Westfield as well. That's very true. But I would say that we are yeah coming Turnbull to Turnbull isn't. Nah, Turnbull's its own thing. We should do this all day. This is great. Yeah. Uh, Brook, Brookside. No, nah, I don't think it is. Um, Centro. I think Turnbull is the, like the barracks. Barracks. Lot which is a Centro. Barracks is its own thing. Well, they were, they were barracks, mate. Yeah. Definitely. And now it's where you can go to see Promising Young Woman. Yeah. And actually a very good movie that everyone should watch. That's how I commemorate the diggers is getting a porto and going, yeah. going to Coles <laughs> at the barracks. I stand getting on that it. really thick raisin toast that's only $2.70 a loaf. It's just top shelf. It's where they stood. It's why mm. they died. Um, mate, yeah, we are doing Carondale. Many people wrote in saying that, yes, we get it, Carondale. It's funny. It's like Karen, Carondale as a drag name. Jack Pirtle wrote in and said, not only does he like Karen Dale as a drag name, but Acacia Ridge. Now, he hasn't changed anything there, but it is Acacia. Is uh, Acacia I, a girl's name? Like, no. Name your daughter Acacia, mate. Take one for the team. Take, yeah, for the I'll, really, I'll really, I'll follow my sword. Acacia Dwyer. I mean, I could name my daughter Karen. Yeah. And middle name Dale. You could do that. Karen Dale Dwyer. Karen Dale Dwyer. Karen Dale Dwyer. I've been to Karen Dale like twice in my life though, so I have no real oh. connection. Well, you're going to learn lots about it in this oh, episode. I can't wait, Henry. We'll dive into it. I'm a little sick, everyone. So if I sound a little raspy, mm. that's all That's all fine. And I, I've always been fully sick, so mm. it's it's good for us to finally even out. Joe records every episode on a ripstick, which is good yeah, to do. Yeah. It's pretty stressful. Joe, you weren't stressed, or maybe you were, but you didn't show it I at all stressed. when you performed marvellously on a little station that we call Auntie. <laughs> ABC. Uh, yes, I was very kindly invited on the ABC, Henry, to discuss not only this podcast, not only great suburbs of Brisbane, but oddly enough, myself. That's where your taxpayer like dollars a, are going. For like a minute. Uh, your taxpayer dollars are going to <laughs> Joe, giving you a 15-minute sort of seminar on himself and law. And, and, and whether or not uh, my 
peers want to move overseas from Brisbane, though. It all was sort of tangentially related to Brisbane. But yeah, uh, a week ago now, I went on air on Afternoons with Kat Feeney, who's a legend, uh, to yeah chat about some fascinating suburbs of Brisbane. Really was a bit of a greatest hits of the most interesting stuff we've unearthed over the last year, Henry. And it's great that this is, I think this is now a 59th episode. Maybe the sixth. No, no, 59th, 59th. And there's just so much to draw on. Yeah. So we thanks just, to our listeners for writing stuff in because basically you've given me content to talk about for the last year. Joe nicked it to use on the national broadcaster. Yeah, and I should say in earnest, Joe did a fantastic job. We'll play the whole interview at the end of the episode here uh, for those who want to stay on and listen to it. Mm. But And if you want to hear me basically champed by being described as a 12-year-old. Yeah, can I just say... <laughs> it's just about the first thing. Kat Feeney, a, a fantastic host yeah. of Afternoons on ABC, but she... Uh, she doesn't hold back in kind of niggling Joe yeah, a little bit. Just, and for those who love to niggle Joe, it's a masterclass. <laughs> it was a real... And I'd met her two minutes before we went on air. Real masterclass of he's young. Mm. Like, you know, I get described sort of dismissively as an aspiring legal eagle, which yeah. is quite fun. You get to join the ranks of kind of your Scott Morrisons, yeah. your, your Tony Abbotts of the day. You yeah. get to join a uh, an elite ranking of people who have been roasted on the ABC by a journalist. So Very, very good Very fro- Frost-Nixon moment for us, which is good. Absolutely. So listen to that. Joe, in earnest, did a fantastic job. It's so good having uh, him who I can rely to go out and just sell this show well when he needs to do it on a rival AM station than the one that I work at. Very sweet, Henry. Uh, but Henry, that, that was a great value experience, but... I believe you had an experience that wasn't great value. And I believe you've had a similar one. At a car wash. We're going we're gonna to name and shame. This is going to hurt. This is something we've been kind of exploring amongst ourselves yeah. and thought it was time to air it out on air. Hoppies. Owned by Ian Healy. Yeah. Big that, hero of both of ours. We love heels. That's, yeah. Now, great wicket keeper. One of the best. But, fuck. Okay. The car Here, washes. Here's what we have to say. Hoppies? Rip-off merchants. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Hoppies is a discount car wash. Discount, they say. And it's... Suck. Yeah. Do they say that? I've, I'm not going to go on record and say that. <laughs> I have written... Surely a, they're not saying that. I'll look it up it's when going, I get that, but... Going to Black Eyed Steakhouse and they're like, oh yeah, discount steaks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Have a happy meal. <laughs> Basically, yeah, we, we've been to Hoppies and, and people would know it. There's a, there's a fair few of them. I'd say there's a fair few hoppies. Oh, there's around. no lack of hoppies. And they they have a big frog as their mascot. People might have seen recently. We did a fuck, marry, kill on our Instagram of the hoppies frog, the Motorama cool banana, and the mammoth at Woolly Mammoth. Overwhelmingly, people wanted to kill the frog. I and think. rightfully. And rightfully so. A lot of people want to fuck the banana. Which Same, I get. That was me. That was me. Well, it, that was most people. The yeah. majority of people said, cool banana motorama. He does have a sexy, flirty He atmosphere. wears like sunnies. He, look, if the cool banana was in a movie, I think undoubtedly he'd be played by like Tom Cruise. Oh, God. Like yeah. a 90s, like, he's a bit of a rascal. Because I feel like the frog at Hoppies is getting James Corden at best. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A, like some sweaty, or like a, like a, like a Michael Shannon. Can I wash like a, your car? <laughs> it's that level. Danny DeVito is the penguin, but less lovable. That's fun. Um, and the mammoth... I mean, no, mammoths have been represented very well on film yeah. by... I feel like uh, a John Goodman is... Yeah, is John yeah. Goodman who plays the mammoth in Ice Age? No, it's... Isn't it... Um, Again. Ray Romano? With, with all, with all it's things... It's Ray Romano. On, I think it is Ray Romano. With all things on this show, it does lead back to Ice Age. Bad movie. <laughs> Great movie. Overrated animation. Excellent film. But Hoppies. We, yeah. yeah, we do Fucking have a... We, I've been there recently, as has Georgia... And Joe, I don't think, went there recently. But Georgia no, and I, I did. both... Oh, yeah, you did. I went like a week before you and mm. kept how bad it was to myself. I've never had a problem with them in the past, but their upselling ability 
is nigh on extortion. Now, we live under it, a It's tr- literally extortion. Well, we live under a tree at the Caxton Street Studios. And by virtue of that, the, the car is always dirty. Mine being a yeah. white car as well, uh, it's and, always going to be filthy. And recently, there's been uh, some bats have taken up residence in the tree and mm. f- have sex a lot. Yeah, horny judging bats. by the sound, like really horny. But it means having a bat doesn't mean a lot of bat poo, and they're also shaking the trees. So you get this circumstance, yeah. and I'll be graphic with you listeners: bat poo, shaken tree bits, which solidify in the poo overnight. So you get these rock solid, gross things on your car. Bat cum. It's really gross. Yeah, bat bat cum. But it means to keep our cars looking not disastrous. We actually need to get them cleaned, like. Once every one or two weeks. Mine got to an embarrassing degree where yeah. it was just basically a rolling turd. And we, I went along and... Just like the guy driving it. Ha <laughs> ha. Fuck off. Jesus. <laughs> and then <laughs> I get in there. And they are... They describe the fact that I need a polish the same way that I believe a doctor would be like, I know it's expensive, but you need heart surgery. Or like radiation therapy. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, just a different procedure. <laughs> and then they... No, no, because for me, the tone was like... This is going to be so tough for you. Yeah, like it wasn't. What heart surgery isn't? Or why are you? T- why Doesn't are you, why are you pairing off heart surgery <laughs> and radiation? Um, isn't heart surgery like in and out? Oh man, I'm not saying it's easy. You don't drive through. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you haven't been to Murray. The, the heart surgery clinic. Just quickly through. Yeah. Just drive through. Yep, you're done. Good triple bypass. There you go, mate. Well done. Yeah, it's the right shape. Looks don't eat bacon. <laughs> Fine, but yes, no, you're right. They. They're so grave about a problem that you 100% know you came. It's like mm. you go to an emergency room with bones sticking out of your leg yeah. and they're like, oh, mate, we're going to need to fix that bloody broken leg you've got. And you go, it's one fucking here. It's not It's not unlike, I did tweet, not to point people towards my personal Twitter. No. I said, you know, why is the guy at Hoppies being so judgmental about how dirty my car is? My doctor doesn't roll his eyes and go, geez, yeah. when I come and say I feel sick. Yeah. And that's sort of what I was It's getting. literally the analogy. And so they, yeah, they were like, you need to come back, bring the car back tomorrow. It's going to be upwards of $300 almost yeah. by the time they were saying. And I was like, mate, listen, I don't want you to redesign the car here. I don't want a paint job. I just want nah. you to get the literal poo off it like, and the literal sand out of it. Get a hose... Get some soap, mm. and that's the game. I mean, they tried to. I think they tried to sell me the same procedure. They were like, "Look, yeah, it'll be fifty-five dollars today, and then you need to come back tomorrow for another two hundred and twenty dollars at minimum." Because what we do is we apply a full coat of wax to every surface of your car, leave it for two hours, then scrape the wax off, mm. then a further polish. And I'm like, "I'm not selling this car tomorrow. I don't take off the poo. I don't need a Brazilian. I don't need no. this. I don't need this car to get ready for a semi-formal Fuck for Christ's sake." It's not going to September Strad. No. I don't need a wax. I don't need a polish. It's, it's not having a semi on a Monday so people don't yeah, drink, but exactly, they still do. Exactly. Just like me when I was going to my semi, just get the poo off. Just get, just get <laughs> the literal poo off me is what I wanted. And then they have a cafe, so-called. Oh, it's a car wash cafe. Yeah. Mate, banana bread at best is what I'm talking in this thing. Oh, Cabinet uh, Cold sausage roll that they microwave. But even worse, I went there at four. I was like, oh, hey, can I grab a flat white and a sausage roll? They're like, no, it's shut. Yeah. Why is Hoppy's still open when the cafe is shut? That's, yeah, that's the thing. Really frustrating. It was very frustrating. I mean, even get a chef in and do an Eggs Benedict. Yeah, 100%. Speaking of, we were talking about drag names earlier. What do you think of the one I told you earlier in the week? Legs Benedict. Funny. I think it's fun. You know Darwin's at UQ? Mm-hmm. They have a sign up outside there at the moment that says, voted third best Eggs Benedict in Brisbane by Career Mail. And I'm like, that's not something to boast about. That's not just true. If you're anything other than first in mm. a food competition in Brisbane, yeah. 
Come on. And I wouldn't be bragging about Courier Mail. No. I don't imagine they have the like best Michelin, taste in I get if you're like, oh, highly recommended eggs from Michelin, but mm. fuck off. Yeah, jeez. Um, anyway, guys, as Joe alluded to, we would love to hear what you think of Hoppies. Yes. Now, we're not by any means defaming the brand because they do a lot of it. The car was bloody clean at the end, but... It's not the job. It's just wildly... It's the guilt. Yeah. It's the guilt they I was, have. I was made to feel like I, I shouldn't drive a car. Oh, I thought they were going to confiscate my license yeah. and put it in and their now, fucking, put it in a now, friggin' muffin. Can I say, by contrast, at Hoppies, I don't know the name of this service, uh, but my mum goes there regularly. Now I take my car there. Uh, there's this fabulous car wash uh, where the workers, I think, are people with disabilities or, you know, um, can't have different jobs. They do an extraordinary job and it's $20. But I feel so guilty paying twenty dollars. I'm like, I'll oh, have forty. Like what they do, and for you 20, still save money on hobbies. Oh, comfortably so. Um, inside, vacuum your car, full clean, blah blah blah. Mm. It's great going. But yeah, hobbies heels has the emotional connection. But give us your stories. See, that's that is the issue with us is that we say we want to bag out hobbies a bit, but then I look up on the TV screen with the self-produced video at hobbies, the welcome video, and Ian Healy's in it. So where do we stand? We need your help with this because. Do we surrender on the hoppies front, put down the battle axe, and then become mates with Ian Healy, so potentially true. one of the great cricketers? Or do we hold truth to power as a way of earning heels yeah. as respect? We'd love to hear what you think of hoppies and any experiences you've had. Mate, it's probably time. Shall we, uh, shall we unpack Karen Dale? Let's do it. And, and, we and let's a visit a little page called Wikipedia with Wikipedia. How good was that timing? That was great. Another absolute winner from me as I stall, as I type up Carindale, despite it being the only piece of research. Joe I've searched Cardinals. Ah. 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 The um, St. Louis Cardinals are currently up against the Washington Redskins. There you go. And they're all uh, accused of... And what of an inappropriate name. Abuse. Um, ooh, could I get a population guess, Henry? I reckon it's huge. I reckon there's heaps of people living there. I'm going to say 20,000. <laughs> no. No. Uh. It's not that many. How many? It's pretty big. It's 15,740. You got the bigness right. I did. Uh, well done, Henry. Now, wow. What have you found? Yeah. We've heard this before. I know. This is, I knew this was gonna, this is such crap. This is going to get I you hate that this is I, up. Upon doing the research on the Wikipedia, I saw the first point I put down and I knew it was going to fuck do you want Do you want to read it out to you, our you, well? you read it out because I think they'll hear the anger. In addition to Indrapilly in the West... Yep. Chermside on the north side mm -hmm. and Upper Mount Gravatt on the south side, the suburb has been described as a mini CBD. Let's go through those. Let's go through those. Fuck off. Let's go through them again. Indrapilly, arguable. Chermside, unpacked on a previous episode. How is it a mini CBD? Is it just the presence of a Westfield? Upper, Upper Mount, Mount Gravatt, Gravatt, which I think is where Garden City is. It's just absurd. Um, this is... Whoever's writing, shops. whoever's writing yeah. Wikipedia page, their conception of a CBD is one big concrete fucking yeah. shopping centre. It, it makes no sense. They think Pacific Fair. Oh. On the Gold Coast, the Pacific Fair Paradise. Oh, great, many CBDs. Oh, what's that? Is there a... That's a 7-Eleven on the corner. Oh, uh, baby CBD. Oh, I'll, I'll meet you at the CBD. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah the barracks. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh there's just, shops there. It's deeply frustrating. I just can't believe we're again faced with this situation of having to debunk. You know what's particularly frustrating? Mm. Definitionally, a CBD is a central business, business district. district. Yeah, man. None of these suburbs are central yeah, at all to a fault. That's it. 
And I think they're trying to argue... Sure, they might be mini business districts, but they're not central. But that's just what a shop is. There's, of course there's yeah. business in a shop. If there's you have more than two shops, it's a business district. I couldn't agree more. You got like... You know the, the back roads of like G-Bung and Virginia and Zilmia where there's like those big mm. warehouse establishments with like IT companies and gyms? Yeah. That's a business district. Mm. That qualifies. But you wouldn't call it a CBD because it's not central. Upper Mount Gravatt is not central. And there's nothing mini about it, especially when you're talking Chermside, no, Caradale. it's enormous. It's, yeah. It probably has more shops than the city. Not a mini CBD. You'd be more accurate to say that a mini CBD is fucking Rosalie. Or something. Yeah. Because it's not just one shop contained by brick um, walls. Fortitude Valley, like, James um, James Street. James Street's a mini CBD. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, it isn't, In that there's but it's offices. closer. Yeah, I know. I know it's closer. Nothing's oh, right. a mini CBD. No. Mini there C- is a CBD. It's central. A mini CBD is those model cities they design <laughs> at kind of Or like the Zoolander estates. building yeah, for ants. City for ants. That is a mini CBD. That's, that is truly a mini oh. CBD. Couldn't agree more. Now, how did Carindale, this not at all mini CBD suburb, get its name? Carindale was the name of a housing estate constructed in the area in 1976, recent, and was taken as the official name of the suburb when it was separated from Belmont in 1980. So we have another, as you spoke out so eloquently on the ABC, yeah. another Tenerife, Belimba-style thing now, where I've it was ne- one suburb and it split. I've never heard of Belmont. No. Well, it was, it was a big suburb. and now Oh, that they've carved up. But I think not unlike how Robbie Williams became a bigger star upon leaving yeah. Take That, yeah. I think Carindale was just part of a bigger thing called Belmont. Uh, Carindale yeah. said, I'm going to go have my own solo career. Oh, I'm, no, there is a Belmont. I'm going to write Rock DJ. No, it still is, in the same way that Take That still exists oh, so true. without yeah. Robbie Williams. Does but it? Without Robbie Williams. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's true, but... You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? One Direction doesn't exist anymore. Harry Styles. Harry Styles is the Carindale. Carindale to One Direction. One Belmont. Direction is yep. Belmont. No, I like that. I don't know. What, and, but Zane left early. I wonder if there's a little Zane Malik out there. Somewhere. A little Zany Malik. A little Zany. He's got a bit of Zany Malik. You're Zany Malik. All right. Mm. The name itself is a combination of Karen, like Karen from the liquor store. Shout out to the National. From the nearby oh, suburb yeah. of Karina. And Dale, which means valley. I didn't know it's that. It's just genuinely interesting. Imagine if everyone... Imagine if oh, like Riverdale. Called, yeah. River oh, yeah, Valley. Imagine if it was called Fortitude Dale. And That's if you were cool. a bloke named Dale, you'd be like, oh, that'd be right. <laughs> that'd be right. Oi, guys, 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 I know it's been a good 18th, but the Maxi's out front. Let's go to the Dale. Let's go to Dale's. We're going to the Dale now. And Dale's just there like, everyone back to my house. Don't think so. Shut up, Dale. You <laughs> Dale make that enough. joke every fucking Saturday, Dale. No, no, come on, go. Can it's... I get a Maxi Taxi Dale without you making a Fortitude Dale joke, you self-righteous little fuck? I know we've talked about it before, but... Booking maxis to get to the valley. Oh, yeah. Beyond me now. Yeah, but that's because you're a bit younger. That was a huge thing in my era of 18s, especially. No, no, no. Maxis here. No, I'm saying I still did it during 18s. Oh, yeah. Because Uber had yet to unequivocally take the grip. Also, 18s particularly, there was an element of like parents will sometimes put on the maxi. Oh, yeah. And it's easier to put on a maxi than like put on seven Ubers or a Pepsi maxi. So true. You know what I mean? That's uh, imagine if you were a couple called Karen and Dale. And Dale, yeah. And you, and you I Karen. think they definitely exist. That's got to be. If you're a and couple- And if they exist, listen, you know, reach out. I reckon we could find them. If, if you, we worked if, hard. That'd be fun. Come in. I uh, think it's easier to narrow down the Dales. I don't mean that many there's Dales. Le- no, but that's the thing. If we I find a Dale, oh, I see what you mean. then we narrow down Dale's wives. And then with all the not pop- Not Karen's husbands. And then with all the pop culture surrounding the stereotypical Karen now. Oh, maybe they won't own up. Maybe they're like, oh, I don't oh man, I don't it's know. actually Corinne, oh, no. which would actually work for Corinda. 
Carina. Dale from Bunnings. Uh, now, the area of Carindale was first settled by Europeans in the 1850s with activity focusing on timber and agriculture. Joe Dwyer. Wanna, wanna I want to put something to you. A little bit of a theory here. Yep. I'm working this out as I go. So, Carindale. And we just broke the word down before, the etymology of the word. Yep. But Dale being the second part of it. Now, Dale, <gasps> pronounced differently has been said by a certain celebrity, a man who I've been known in the past to have a bit of an affliction for. Not Scooby-Doo, but sort of a modern Scooby-Doo in that I had a... In, in no way at all. I had, well, in many respects. In that I had an obsession with him and with yes. person. Like, Mr. Pitbull. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. Mr. Bull. Mr. Bull, Pitbull. He would say, and I don't quite know what it means. I don't think he meant it like Valley, but he'd say Dale. Spelt D-A-L-E. Oh, Dale. Pitbull would come out and go, Mr. 305, Mr. 305. Oh, darling. That's... He'd always say darling. You're kidding. And that was a big thing. So he pronounces his own name, Dale. As a man... Well, I don't, know, I don't think it's his name. I think it's like in the same way that you and I go... What is Pitbull's name? How good? What is Pitbull's real name? I think yeah. it's like Hernandez or something. He's yeah. from Cuba, isn't he? I'm from Cuba, but my family are America. Dale, Mr. Like that sort of stuff. Oh. You know why it's Mr. 305? Because that's the area code of Miami. Really? Yeah. Now, here's my theory. Apparently, Dale is a. Do you know what Dale means? Valley? No. What does it mean? No. It's Spanish for hit it. Oh, cool. Hit it. Yeah. So he's like, hit it. Hit it. Yeah. That's cool. That's a lot of fun. When I play cricket now, I was going to say, oh, and he's Dale'd that ball incredibly to the boundary. Or like when you're playing blackjack, Henry, and the dealer gives you that look and you go, Dale, Dale, Dale. I too like to live dangerously. Or like when I'm driving through a school zone and I, and I go, Dale. So is the, oh, Jesus, very dark. Um, so is the essence of your theory, we're going down. Well, read the fact. Yeah. That so Carindale was settled by European settlers and the primary industry was timber, yeah. timber see and going. agriculture. You see where I'm going? Dale, Carindale. Yeah. Timber. Yeah. We're going down. We're going so timber. So you thinking. I'm thinking this pit, This is Pitbull's suburb. And I reckon, wow. based on some of the people out there, there'd be a fair few Pitbulls floating about. Themselves. I think there'd be some Pitbull fans. And the postcode, famously, of Carindale is 305. <laughs> is I, don't, I don't think that's specific. Fam- famously? <laughs> don't look that up. Famously? But I promise it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, in 1973, Carindale Nursing Home was opened in Foxglove Street, Mount Cravat East. That's, that's a Pitbull song. Right, Foxglove. We're going to Foxglove Street in I get it now. So it housing estate, yep. nursing home, yep. permission granted to the developers to use Carindale as the name of the new shopping centre. Wow. How weird is this? In 1980, the suburb of Carindale was created. So the shopping centre predates the <laughs> suburb. And not only that, the nursing home predates the shopping centre. That is bizarre. I don't, I don't at so, all. So, I don't get how Carindale happened so at all. So if you live in Carindale, you owe your existence to a nursing home and a shopping centre, not a suburb existing. Because then they said it's 76 is when it split from Belmont in 1980. Oh, and then it became a thing. So yeah, well, that's interesting. Now that, that is interesting. Now that rocks my socks. Because 1976, yeah, who was born then? Who? Pitbull. So, really? Yeah. That was his birthday. Actually. Yeah. Don't look it up. Just don't, don't look it up. But I feel like he's older. I feel like I I'm think, just, there's a lot I happening think he's here. Older. I've got my red string out. I'm pulling I it together. Older, I'm connecting this thing. Pitbull, Garandale. I'm like pretty sure he's older. As Joe looks that up, everyone, I had a Pitbull themed 18th, speaking of 18ths earlier. And that's not to say 
celebrity theme, and I went as Pitbull, the theme was Pitbull. Mm. So you had to come as Pitbull, someone who's been in a song with Pitbull, or someone who plausibly might have met Pitbull. Like now, a lot of my schoolmates completely dodged it and came in Chino's RMs and a blue button-up shirt <laughs> and said, oh, I'm Pitbull's manager. And I was like, even if. That's not, that's not how he dresses. That's not what Pitbull's manager's wearing. Yeah. I that. shaved my fucking head. Literally. You committed so hard. Um, he's actually younger than I thought. 1981. But mm. maybe that was when Karen... I mean, Karen Dale I mean, was named Karen Dale in 1980. And then they were like the child, the one who was promised. Yes, yeah, so true. The one from the, the Karandale. The Karandale. Uh Now, according to all, oh, this is fun. This is fun. I love Slu. I love Suvlaki. Yeah. Um, according to the 2016 census, Carindale includes the largest Greek Australian community of any suburb in Queensland, numbering 746 individuals and making up 4.7 percent of the suburb's population. Mm. That's pretty big. So if you get 20 people in Carindale together, one of them's Greek. Yeah. One of them can make the hell out of some lamb. Yeah. One of them is... It's not racist. Hosing They're down white. their concrete driveway. Yeah. On a One of them is telling you that you haven't eaten enough because you're their grandson. Yep. And please... And one of them you is ask like... everyone in Carindale is skin and bones. Yeah. That's the <laughs> You tell them. And the amount of... It's not grandmas and grandfathers. The amount of fucking ya-yas, no-nos, ninis, mm. pip-pips, fucking... Uh, <laughs> oh. I find... Joe's, Joe's, uh, my, Joe's got to grow up with the Greek community my, that he might want to tell us about. It's not the Greek community. I just find it very funny how like boring and white bread the anglicised grandparent names are. Mm. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm originally from um, Armenia. So I'm talking to Shushu and Splapla. I'm I'm jealous of it. Do you know what we call I, my grandparents? Do you know what yeah, we call yeah. my gra- Both my grandpas are sadly passed away. But Grandma Bretts and Grandma <laughs> Tui being mum's maiden fun. name. It's so formal. Yeah. Not even for not even Grandma Pat and Grandma Joy. For me, it's I don't know why my parents pushed Grandma Bretts. It's so it's regal. so simple. I know. I've got I've got Mater and Gramps, which is a bit oh, a bit kooky. That's Mater. It's the fucking car from Cars, bro. It's Latin. The pickup truck. It's Latin. Hence matriarchy. Here you are bashing the poor Greek community in Carindale. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate Yaya. I like Yaya I think more Yaya's than actually, I think Yaya's Turkish. It's also easy for a kid to say. Like, if you're like a baby, yeah, but it's a like, bit embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you're like, hello, mater. <laughs> That's how I spoke as a kid, mate. <laughs> Don't you call one of your grandparents grandfather? Yeah. Oh, he's deceased now, sadly. But oh. it was even more for. It wasn't grandma and grandpa. It was grandma and grandfather. Did he insist on that? No, he was actually really relaxed. <laughs> Which meant you Sounds just. Sounds like a fucking clock. You just had like these three year old kids being like, Hello, grandfather. Hello, grandfather. Mm. Great guy. I'm sure he was. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, good on the Greeks and all 746 of them. Well could, done. Could if, we... you're, if you're one of the 746 Greeks, write in. And if you're a Greek listening to this who's not living there at the moment, just could four of you move to Carindale so they oh, can get the I 750 agree. and just make it neat? And make it a neat 5% as well. Yeah. Very annoying. Anyway, oh. we've danced around the big famous shopping centre for so long, Henry. Yeah. Should we delve in? Let's delve in like a Euros in Carindale. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Westfield. Yep. Westfield Carindale. Yep. Cards on the table, confessional with our listener. Like, there's an Oprah in the room. Mm. I've been here twice, if that. Oh, that's actually higher than I was expecting from you, because you've spent so little of your life on the south side. Like, none. None of my life on the south side. Mm. I went there once for an appointment. No, no, I tell you what, I've been to the shopping centre once. I went to, like, a... Arm doctor, an arm wrist, an armed outside. doctor. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty dangerous. He had to. Yeah. He was like, "Do you want heart surgery? It's easy. Anyone can do it." <laughs> and um, he had a gun. Now, I think it's a bit depressing, mm. but it it has a little more soul 
than Cherm Cider Indro for me. Well, this is what I was going to ask, and this is what a lot of people wrote in about. It is the South rival to Chermside, ruling out Garden City because I don't. No, I don't think that. I think that's a distant third of the Westfields. Yeah. yeah, mate. Chermside, Carindale, who comes out on top? I think Chermside's the better shopping centre. It is. It's bigger. It's huge. You you can to the, to the, I think it's bigger to the extent that that's a to disadvantage. A yeah. Chermside, you can go to and get literally everything you'll need for the next six months of your life without batting an eyelid. Like, the range is incredible. Now, I'll throw intro, intro into the mix just for a brief comparison. Carindale, when I was there once, doesn't seem to be overrun with school kids ever, which I like. I like that it doesn't seem to be much of a scene in the same way that Chermside Shopping Centre was a scene. Intro is a colossal scene. To the point where I hate going to Indro because I feel like I'm just like in a playground trying to go to Uniqlo. Um, I think Carindale is a pure shopping centre. Okay. I don't think it's a lifestyle hangout there, get a coffee. Strikes me as a pure shopping centre and I enjoy that. I'll say this. Yeah. Agree with a lot of what you said. I think Indro is clearly the- Clearly the worst. That's the scene. Or the best if you're a year 11. Yeah, it depends on who you are. But for me right now, clearly the worst. Year 11 or with a slushie and a donut time. But I would say this- uh, it's, it's my default shopping center. Yeah. To the extent where, you know, when you're younger and the proper noun takes on the common noun in, in your young mind. Yes. In that, for me, in the same way, we discussed this the other day, hot is what my family refers to porridge as. Now, that's not <laughs> quite similar because hot, <laughs> hot isn't a proper noun, but in my did, mind, did, hot did, is none, a proper... Could none of you string a couple of brain cells together to call it porridge? Mate, we lived in England. Like, I don't know if they say, <laughs> they say porridge all the time. No, I think they came up with my that. dad would say, "Hey kids," when I was like, when I'm like two and my sister's like okay. zero, it's like let's have some hot about hot hot. I think it was almost like a kind of warning label intertwined with a name, okay. so I wouldn't burn my tongue. Oh, that's I mean, it's clever. Hot. It's clever. I'll, I I'll still, give you it still I feels unnatural clever. for me to call Uncle Toby's porridge. like oatmeal or porridge. Well, I called it oats the other day, which I stand by. That was weird. So it's constituent ingredients. Anyway, do you want a slice of? Yeah, but I don't call man. Be- yeah, I don't call <laughs> Vegemite yeast. Do I? I've got a Vegemite Not- infection. <laughs> I need a cream. <laughs> Let's say this. Um, yeah. Carindale, for me, I was like, oh, that means the shops in my young Yeah, I, I, get I would that. say, I get that. oh, we're going to... I think even shops that weren't Carindale, it'd be like, we're going to Carindale. That's what a mall We're was. going to like the Carindale. was Carindale to me. So that's all it is in my mind. Um, I think I have a pretty big emotional involvement with it because uh, my grandma, that was always where she'd take us. Oh, grandma, that's sweet. Um, this is Grandma Barrett's, uh, <laughs> fairly splashy with money a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, she would. Uh, she had a couple of cab licenses, which um, now, as you might expect, are not as profitable as they once were. <laughs> but they. So there oh, was a, when they were, though. <laughs> but she'd take it. There'd be a lot of Ghana Carindale and just doing what I thought was great, but what I now look back on is just sitting in the food court, just chowing into Maccas and whatnot. Yeah. But a lot of time. It is It is quite uh, not to not to mean any disrespect to the splashiness of money of grandparents. For very little money, you can make four-year-olds the happiest people in the world. Fucking odd. Like, I remember when my, my grandparents, Gramps and Meta, <laughs> would take my sister and I, like, Noosa Maccas, mm. not even a Happy Meal, get, like, a hamburger, $2. I'd think about it for weeks. Yes, yeah, son. Literal weeks. That's what Karen It's like is. the highlight of your year. That is Karen It's such man. a big moment. Like, truly hard about to come out of my mouth levels of excitement going to Karen Not just with grandma, but but it's funny because I would, I would think this. I'd go, oh, I have an emotional connection to Karen because I associate it with lovely time spent with my grandparents. 
But a lot of the submissions that came in, Joe, for this salad yeah. were the same thing. It's got a grandma energy. The place where you'll see the most grandparents in Brisbane. That's very true. Not unlike how it's the Pitbull suburb, I think it's also the grandparents suburb. Because yeah. there's a lot of no, grandparents. No, I read that. And the thing you said before about the smallest thing can make you happy as a child. I'll throw this term at you. Yeah. Baby Chino. Oh. I reckon it's where I was Jamaica, first introduced. Jamaica Blue would make an absolute killing on the Baby Chino front. It's a real shingle in of a shopping yeah. centre, I think someone said, and they're, and they're dead maybe, right. Maybe that's why I like it, because it's not, the scene of high schoolers or late primary schoolers, it's mm. like grandparents. It is. It's got a. It, there's I an feel like to it. I feel like I can go to Karen Allen just shop. Yeah. Churchside, I feel pressured to like get a semi decent meal there. Mm. I parked at the wrong spot there, and I had to walk past like eighteen restaurants, and they all looked like good. Well, that's the re. That's the renovation. Yeah. Which I 100%. should br- should bring up because after the renovation, I don't know if it was the case beforehand. It could be, but. A very controversial thing that did come up a lot in the messages. More than almost anything that's come up yeah. recently when we put the the call out for people to write in their opinions about Carindale. Mate, it's a carpeted shopping centre. What? A lot of Is it? A lot of people wrote in saying it's just fugly and disgusting because it is a Westfield with a carpet. Now, I don't know if you've yeah, been to Westfield. That's disgusting. But if you've got grandparents taking around little, what, takeaway baby chinos and mm. little milkshakes from Shingle Inn and all a slushy from the movies, there are substances of all sorts on that carpet, my friend. And carpet being the form of flooring that you least want when you got those substances floating around. I'll, t- I'll tell you what else you don't want, Henry, because I'm just reviewing the messages here. There. Mm. Dicks in the carpet? Are there dicks in the carpet? It's something... There seems to be a little bit of controversy about whether or not there's dicks in the carpet. 59 episodes in, mate, where we claim to have been unpacking Brisbane. And let me say this. Can you really unpack Brisbane? People say there are little penises on the carpet. Now, I don't think they mean flesh dick. I think they mean... Like the drawings. design of the carpet right, apparently phallic. has a phallic nature to it. Okay. I would need to go back. I, I yeah. will concede I haven't been back to Carindale recently could it, enough. Could it be a prank like... Um, we got a new mangrove shirt made. Yeah. Uh, the design is by great drummer Nelson. I'm wearing it now. And when Nelson gave one to Hamish and I, he said, I wonder if you'll notice the Easter egg on it. Oh. And it's driven me fucking insane. That's cool. Because I, I can't see an Easter egg. You're I wearing the shirt now. Can I'm you wearing it. No. Your oh, arms? Henry. It will oh, drop. There it is. It's a dick. What if well, it was like Nelson's bank account details or something? Like he's really... <laughs> it's like his credit card number. his tax file number, yeah. 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 It's like clues to where Nelson's buried a body. It's like, oh, there's an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an actual Easter egg. But it's maybe... Like, there, Cadbury. Maybe this is like whoever designed the carpet just like floated into the community like, oh, yeah, there's, there's like an Easter egg in the carpet and everyone assumes it's dicks even though it doesn't really bear out. You know what I'm thinking? You know the famous story of when Michelangelo was painting the Sistine Chapel yeah. and the... Uh, I guess project manager of the Vatican was a real dick about it. So he drew the project manager as the devil. I wonder if Frank Lowy of Westfield fame oh, yes. or the manager of the Carindale Westfield, given the artist a bit of stick, being like, hurry up with these damn carpets. Oh. The shopping center isn't ugly enough. Get this carpet down. It needs to smell wet. <laughs> 100% And then he was like, you know what? Get off my, get off my ass. I've just brought a photo up here. It, it totally looks across. like dicks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It, it looks, looks like so much like that. Save that. I can't, we'll, I can't, we'll put it on our yeah, Instagram. I can't folks. even believe we were discussing. This. They oh, look this, like this isn't a Michelangelo. No, this, this isn't is a, an Easter this egg. This is a carpet made of dicks. That is not a Easter egg. That's an Easter That's bunny. That's a plot point in Superbad. That's Jesus on the yeah. cross, baby. That's full Easter. I'm I'm glad we've settled that. Now that's Hen- ridiculous, bro. That 
<laughs> it's there's so many dicks. I'm recovering. And that, I thought it would be so much more. Su- that's not an Easter egg. That's not an Easter egg at all. Um, can I say this as well, mate? Yes. That's sad because I don't want to see that place defiled. Because as I said, that's my, that's a grandparent so energy. And now I don't know what to think. There's dicks. So I saw true. my first ever movie in the cinemas at Carondale. Really? I remember it as well. What was it? Have a guess. Ice Age. Monsters Inc. <laughs> a better animation. Monsters Inc. was, I think, the first movie I ever saw. No, Finding Nemo was the first movie. Ah, I ever yeah. saw that was the next Pixar movie. At Hawthorne, actually. actually at I, Hawthorne. I have to say, I think it was Wiggles' movie, but I think that Fair. was. I don't think that was. I that, no, that wouldn't have been in cinemas. Wiggles' movie? No. Yeah, yeah. Mate, the Wiggles' movie's huge. There's magic in it. <laughs> Wally the Wizard. Really? Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, I've, I've seen. Uh, well, I've I assume I have. I love the Wiggles growing up. I just don't really remember. It's, it's great. Um, now, Will. Bill Job. Yeah. <laughs> Will Job. Uh, William friend Job. of the show, Bill, uh, message in. Yeah. Uh, great string of messages that comes with a real twist at the end. He goes, pretty awful suburb, exceptionally awful shopping centre. However, still has my vote for the best Westfield. So can't quite make his mind up. Yeah. His granddad designed it. Yeah. There you go. I pissed myself reading these messages. Because he, he goes... Yeah, pretty awful. Not a good time. Oh, my granddad designed it, by yeah. the way. Now, you now, can't accuse the man of bias. fits in with the uh, grandparent theme of the episode and the theme of Carondale indeed. Mm, that's uh, what I was thinking. Everything leads back to grandparents. Absolutely. What's he said here? He's... Oh, no. This is it's a, a response to the story. It's about the Stratty episode. Yeah. Uh, we um, also have... Yeah, I, I think it's insane that he's... Uh, he's gra- oh, and he, and I, before we recorded this, I messaged him and said, bro, your grandpa designed it? What? Tell us more. And he hasn't sent anything else. So mm. I'm, yeah, I don't know much more about that. Because I feel like there's not just one head designer. Is he behind the dicks? Maybe he's behind. Is God, he the grandpa behind the dicks? Imagine if you were able to go there with your grandfather, look at the dicks and there's a tear in his and eyes. He goes, that was me. That's, that's my, my dick. That's my dick, mate. <laughs> it's a model of my dick. You see that there uh, crying? Um, <laughs> that's my dick. Uh, now, speaking of messages, we got another amazing one from friend of the show, Chloe Furlong. Yeah, keen on Pakistani, who we should point out is really the whole reason we're doing yeah, Parendale. Yeah, it's... Really given us so much. But yeah, I do want to underscore grandmothers meeting their ch- grandchildren at the Shingle Inn for a baby chino and a cupcake. That's Karen Allen in an absolute nutshell. She's got that right. But she she pushes back against you a bit. She says, yeah, she does say, from grandmothers meeting their grandchildren at the yep. Shingle Inn for a baby chino to teenagers whose sticky, greasy, horny energy coats the food court floor, creating a mist of Lynx Africa, impulse and testosterone. Beautifully written. But you were I, saying- I, just don't I, think, don't, I actually don't think that's correct. No, I, Compared I, I, I to- think, I think compared to Chermside and Indro. I think it's slightly younger. I think it's a bit more, and we all know there's some kind of uh, buzz surrounding this word on this show, but I think they're pre-teens. Um, <laughs> oh. And I know that's a, I know that's loaded. Not again. I know on. that's loaded here. But I think she's right in that I reckon there's a south side energy of you're too young to go to the city. You're too young to go to Indro. But it's, oh, like, Carondale, that's local. But like what what schools? Oh, like um, oh, Chack? I say Chack would be uh, Chack would be out there a bit. Yeah, Chack's not very big. Oh, I like didn't say Indro, it had to be big. But Indro Villanova Indro can have the absolute lion's share of all the West Side schools, and Chermside could dominate the North Side. And then the city usually and gets the city is more. like the inner. I'm just thinking back. I'm to sure going there, there are people. I just think there's structural reasons it can't have the same number of teammate, teenagers. Okay, that's fair. I do I have get vivid memories I of get feeling that. like very early anxiety about the fact that I was walking around there with my grandma holding a hoodie that I got from JJ's in a plastic bag, and then seeing a group of like kids my age, girls and boys, and me being like. Holy fuck, why don't I know girls yet? Yeah. That's a very visceral memory that just came back to me off the back Fair of enough. Chloe's. Uh, now, moving on 
from the uh, shopping centre briefly, Henry. Yeah. We've got to be smart with how we discuss this. Yeah. But it relates to the census fact regarding the significant number of Greeks. Greeks and Italians. There's just just, yeah. just loads and loads of Greeks and Italians Absolutely. in Carindale. And I feel like a disproportionate amount of Greeks are grandparents. Mm. Like for me, when, when I ask you to imagine a Greek, I imagine a Greek grandfather. Well, I think it's... Don't imagine a young Greek man. A nana, yeah. I agree. Uh, a no-no. I, I think it's because... Greeks found that banana ad where they're like, turn a no-no into a nana. They're like, why would you talk about my grandfather like that? Because <laughs> like, this transgender <laughs> That's issue so for grandparents. <laughs> That's no, 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 no. <laughs> what, I'm confused. <laughs> I agree. I think it's probably because they immigrated over and then have raised... What, cheap land, Yes, yeah, And now Australian families come I mean, through. it's much like an episode... We're a melting pot, man. An episode that we might touch on as the season finale, uh, Sunnybank. Yes, well... We'll we'll see. There we have been, been cool. We'll 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 discuss deal it with that another time. We'll discuss it another time. But uh, yeah, well, my friend of the show, Keenan Pakistani, dear friend of both of us, and social media manager, uh, Chris, big man, the big man, Chris, and his grandparents live in Carindale. Oh. and I think just beautiful people and Italian, um, still, still struggling with like, kind of. A lot of English, which is just oh, adorable, and, and that's, I think that's authentic. indicative that's of the Carindale. fact that it, yeah, Carindale is so authentic that if you're Italian and Greek, you can really get away with not needing much so more than true. the basics of English, even having lived there for years and years and years, because it's it's insular. There's there's heaps of uh, of your own language speakers around there, so it's very good. But yeah, you do get and uh, you know stereotype, but an accurate one in many respects. Just huge brick houses, yeah. Huge concrete driveways. I'd say pretty, pretty predominant on the south side in general. Like yeah. you see it around the fringes of like Cooparoo, just big, sort of this orange brick. I mean, it's it's got a villa energy to it, but I'm not a brick guy. Oh, it doesn't. It's just Queenslanders do it for me. It doesn't suit Queensland. No, nah. it's just. I'd like consider a Melbourne suburb with one. Like yeah, well, a lot of Greeks in Melbourne as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's, it, it just it just architecturally does not suit Queensland at all. And I know that goes against all the logic we learned from um, the Three Little Pigs, because <laughs> the Big Bad Wolf, the bi- the Big Bad Wolf would have a horrible time if the Three Little Pigs were to go. Listen, we're moving to the city. Yep. Let's go metro and moved to, to a suburb in Brisbane. You, you're putting them in Carindale. Oh god! Yeah. You don't need the hay. What do they make? Hay sticks. He could blow that wolf. That wolf I mean, could be blow. Like, like, oh, I made a house made of sticks and it got blown down. Yeah, of course it did. Well, the ha- the hay pig is just a fucking. The hay's a joke. That's a Dill, that puff. Look, I could huff and puff and. I don't know if I could huff and puff and get a house of sticks to fall over. I don't know if I could huff and puff and get a house, mate. The property market shooting oh, up. So oh, true, mate. Terrible, Those, terrible. The real pigs are the real estate agents and the negative gear. Is so the true. And if you really want to pig out, Carrondale, now defunct but home to one of the most iconic sizzlers. Yeah, and it was at the shops, Farley and oh. Darley, to this great oh. bastion of not actually cheap eating, but. Gosh, you could eat a lot. Vale, three or five. You could put away a lot. Mate, Sizzler just, I mean, I think we've spoken about it on the show or at least between the two of us before, but the fact that it's closed down now is a real testament to how fucked this pandemic is. That place, years and years ago, I think it was the Tuong one, served rat poison, literal rat poison, and they just got on with it. That didn't shut them down. But the, but the pandemic did. Oh, the pandemic. Worse yeah. than rap. They just got on with it. They were like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah who, who needs cares? a menu? Just I mean, at the end of the day, no one goes to Sizzler because like, oh, it's nice. I think I used to though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the carry one, that was always my pick for birthday was, where do you want to go for How dinner? old? Sizzler. Oh, older than I'd care to admit. I reckon coming up on like 
year nine, ten, I was still going. Are you kidding? Dinner at Sizzler. Oh mate, mate, you mixed the ice cream with the Pepsi. I was going. I was going grilled from year nine. That was my yeah. That was my pick for birthday dinner. Why, mate? Grilled came a bit later for me. I think that's true. I Pepe's think I was, uh, at Newmarket actually. Oh, okay. Great place for a young birthday dinner. That's a good one. And like a twenty-something Sizzler. Oh, Sizzler, the cheesy bread. So hate cheese. Something they yeah, true. Hate something that they were so famous for that was of all the things on their menu the easiest to do at home. I guess all of it's easy to do at home in the fact that they're just laying out the ingredients. Oh, yeah. For they sure. do a good steak though. I would actually say the sizzler steak was very very good. And if you get a steak, I think you get the salad bar as well. That's what generally why you order the steak is. Salad bar alone was like 15, 20 bucks and the steak was like 29. So bold calling it a salad bar when most of it was M&M's ice cream. And and like ice cream. Yeah, it was really a dessert bar. Yeah. Uh, but now, Henry, should we consider mm. the essential question that everyone wants answered? Does Karen Darley fuck? It's got to be a tough, hard no from me. Big no. It, it's the grandparents suburb. It's grandparents. And I don't want to think about grandparents kissing, no. let alone do... It's just... Look, I feel almost tired by Carondale because I can't think of an argument for how it would fuck. I think just (laughs) emphatically doesn't. Can I say this? Yeah. When I think about it, I think about grandparents, I think about Shingle Inn, which makes me non-horny for two reasons. Firstly, the energy of the place, the Mm. wallpaper, Baby Chino's coffee. Also, shingles. Shingles. Yeah, no, that's my main issue on horniness. Who called it Shingle Inn? Oh, well, I'm is going, it, da- I'm is going it down short to... for like shingling? I don't know what it like is. Like you can shingle ingredients. Want to go get some coffee at Cake down at... Yeah. Um, we're going to go to Genital Warts <laughs> Cafe. Yeah, it's great. Crab Lane. Oh, great. Anyone? Chlamydia Town. Did you want to come to the Herpes B&B? <laughs> get a little tart? Get a little what, tart? Your bedroom. Oh, oh, careful, mate. Swings it in. I think... It away. Despite the fact that Bill Jobs' grandpa tried to make this yeah. suburb fuck by putting literal penises all over it, I have to say yeah. it's it's a hard no for me. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Thank you for another supreme listening experience that you've managed to sit through and that's Carradale Unpacked. Yeah, it's great to unpack it. Uh, let us know what you want us to do next. Doesn't just have to be suburbs, can be icons, can be anything. Speaking of if icons... If you think you're iconic... yeah. Put yourself put, up. Put your hat in the ring. You bought something good on the iconic and yeah. then returned it. Bit of afterpay. Not going to be our greatest episode. We maybe won't. Know. We maybe won't talk about it, but tell us about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, lovely to talk about Carondale and to take you out. Stick around now. Uh, we've done podcasts, but let's go to the old wireless, the old dial. Mm. Let's tune it up and listen to Joey Dwyer on ABC Radio giving an interview about his top picks of Brisbane. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good, safe one. My name is Joe. He's sitting right in front of me, but I'm not letting him talk yet because uh, we want to hear from you. If you can answer the question that I now gleefully get to put to you because I know the fact that Joe found out, and that is that the suburb Tenerife used to belong to another suburb in Brisbane. Now, Tenerife on the river, you've got Fortitude Valley, you've got New Farm, you've got Newstead all around Tenerife, but it was not part of any of those suburbs. It was part of a suburb that isn't even on the same side of the river as Tenerife. Can you tell me what suburb it belonged to. Some of your guests are truly fantastic. Cat in Rockley reckons it was Taronga, but I'm going to go with you as Taringa Cat and assume that you've been autocorrected there. Um, we've got guesses coming through for St. Lucia, uh, Bowen Hills. I don't know Morningside how that managed to uh, to come through, but Budrum. Budrum's kind of close in a roundabout kind of way. Let's uh, bring in Paul at Kedron. 
who uh, I think has the answer for us. Paul, before you blow, before you blow the answer out, I'm pretty sure I've been reliably informed by producer Robbie that you do know the answer here. Uh, Paul, why do you think this answer is correct? Uh, it came up on um, one of the history pages I follow on uh, through Facebook, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Lost Brisbane or Old Brisbane album. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, it came up as a bit of a discussion there a while back. Now, hmm. Paul, are you a long-time local, born and bred Brizzy? Uh, mainly, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm born in Brisbane. I was born in Sydney. Oh, that's right. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> so, Paul, um, did this surprise you? It did a bit because, yeah, uh, that suburb, as you said, is actually these days on the other side of the river. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 So, would you like to reveal for us the answer to our fun fact this afternoon? What suburb? Was Tenerife a part of? It was Balimba. It was indeed <laughs> Balimba. Now, this is something that stuns me, and I'm so glad you knew the answer, Paul, because I had no idea. I only found out because it's now my pleasure to introduce to your guest this afternoon. His name is Joe Dwyer, and he is one half of the Unpacking Brisbane podcast. Joe, you uncovered this fun fact. How? Why? And what were the consequences of it? It was this incredible bit of research we conducted uh, on Wikipedia, of all places. Because <laughs> uh, my, my partner on the podcast, Henry Bress, we basically research Brisbane suburbs and find facts about them, little quirky things that not many people know. And we came across this Belimba Tenerife debacle. And apparently, the reason that they had to change it eventually is because postmen would get an address. It would say, oh, righto, Belimba, no worries. I know what side of the river that is. End up on the complete opposite side. And apparently when they realise, sometimes they just put the post down. There's an, it, no mail for an you. epidemic of people in Tenerife wondering where their bills are going, where their important letters are, because it was all in Belimba, all How across peculiar. the river. So what time period are we talking about? Here? I think it was about the 40s and 50s. Yeah, some important mail was probably being yeah, exchanged at that time. Stuff about the war or about early Australia. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay, because up and down the Brisbane River at that point were submarines too, mm. just leading it like, during mm. the war um, as part of the process surrounding the Brisbane line and so on. So it was a pretty busy part of the mm. world. And so they decided, right, oh, that's it, enough, Tenerife, we're going to succeed, no longer part of Belimbo. Yeah, terrible. And they put the flag up and the rest mm. is history. Uh, you can go see the sparkly sheep statue <laughs> as a result. So this is great because you have a podcast yeah. about Brisbane. Mm. It's pretty niche. It's, it's extremely fan, niche. But you're, what, at 12 years old or something. So why <laughs> did you decide to do a podcast about, about Brizzy? Well, Henry and I have always been lifelong advocates for Brisbane. You know, we'd be in Melbourne or Sydney and friends would move there and we'd just want to say, guys, come back. It's the River City. It's now the Olympic City. It's the best city in the world. So we decided to pursue this idea of rigorously investigating and unpacking every Brisbane suburb. And we thought it would maybe go for 10 episodes or so. There, there can't be that much to say about Brisbane, but 60 <laughs> episodes later, we're still finding little facets of this beautiful city. And, we'll uh, need it's to know of nuggets of gold. Yeah. Give me some more, please, well, Joe Dwyer. A, a great one is uh, we talk about a lot the fake suburb conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And that's places like Ithaca or Rosalie or St John's Wood. Now, they're not technically suburbs, but very colloquially known. Everyone's across them. And my theory is that Ashgrove is trying to take over Brisbane. What? Every one of the places I just named used to be a suburb. There's an Ithaca school, there's Rosalie Village, St John's Wood is still on snap maps. But over time, Ashgrove has absorbed every single one, becoming the biggest suburb in Brisbane. And I don't know where they stop. It'll be Ash Forest before we know it. Absolutely. That's really interesting. Mm. Uh, What else? Tell me more. Uh, 
very small one I just find very funny. Grange Thistle Soccer Club. We were researching Grange, which is where I grew up, and we found out that the soccer club there, a bit of a community hotspot, actually went on hiatus from 1932 to 1942, so 10 years. And we just found it funny because despite being completely offline for 10 years, they came back in the middle of World War II when surely there were more important things to worry about than soccer. But after 10 years off, Grange Thistle Soccer Club thought, righto, guys. Let's get into it. I know know we're a little bit worried about Darwin, a little bit worried about Pearl Harbour. Let's play some soccer. No worries. (laughs) The Grange Thistle Soccer Mm. Club or just Grange. I mean, a local needs to know that there's Mm. no the before Grange. Exactly. Right. So that's That's a good way to distinguish. Annoyed me growing up. I I bet. The annoying kid at primary school just corrected people. What else do we need to know about Grange? Uh, other great... Well, there was a very uh, very sad murder in Grange that people are really trying to get off the ground as a true crime thing, but sadly we're not a true crime podcast so we can't investigate. But Ooh. actually, one amazing thing about Grange is I, I went to primary school there at Wilston State School and the principal in year three was leaving the school and so we were all gathered on the Oval and, you know, there were rumours going around like, oh, he's going to come in on a motorbike or something, blah, blah, blah. And then someone yells out, look up. And from the sky, the retiring principal skydived onto the school oval before doing a lap to high-five every kid. It was amazing. Spectacular. You can hear mm. all about it uh, through Joe's podcast. He does it with Henry Bretz. It's uh, it's called Unpacking Brisbane, and it's full of fun facts about the place that you call home. I'm, I'm still kind of coming to terms with the Belimba Tenerife revelation, <laughs> but can we move locations slightly to Stafford? Mm. Uh, you've discovered a local icon mm. out at Stafford, and I, I guess I'm somewhat embarrassed to admit that, um, yeah, it was news to me. Oh, wow. Well, the Stafford Skate Rink, mm. locals will know as one of the great hotspots. It's, you know, cheap skate hire and uh, always seems like a land that time forgot, but it's had the same DJ our intel tells us, for at least 20 years. And this isn't some cool club DJ who plays the latest music. It's basically a guy who will play a song from 1989 and then go, righto, guys, let's limbo or let's get low. Uh, But I found out when someone 12 years my senior, we were having a chat about the Stafford skate rink and uh, he mentioned the DJ in particular and threw me a couple of his key quotes, some of the get low guys, get low. And I was like, that's the exact same guy. Let's talk more about you, Joe mm. Dwyer. You're a law student. You're a young guy. You aren't 12. Let's correct the no, record. No. How old are you? 21. 21. So still quite young. You grew up in Grange. Mm. You're you're a Brizzy local, and you and your mate Henry want to tell everyone how awesome Brisbane mm. is. Um, what's been the reaction? Are people convinced? I, I think a lot of people are more convinced than they want to be, because it's, <laughs> it's a bit fashionable to see Brisbane as a bit daggy, because it is a bit old. Really? I, I'm this much older hangover. than you, and there was still a lot of cringe about Brisbane then. And oh. we still, I mean, the kid, the 21 year olds in Brisbane, still kind of embarrassed to oh, be from Brisbane. A bit seriously? embarrassed, unless you go to Goma. That's the one the really sh- cool thing we have. That's the redeeming thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mm. I remember one of my first gigs as a journo was to cover the opening of Goma. That was 2007. Oh, wow. Um, there have been a few things happen in the intervening years. Mm. What I want to know is we've been speaking a lot on the program lately about the surge in property prices, mm. the demand for housing in Brisbane, the fact that everyone's coming from interstate to be in Brisbane, not just because of the pandemic, but many other reasons as well. I feel like 2007-ish was about the point in which things turned where you didn't have to get out of Brisbane to make it. Mm. 
Where are you and your peers sitting right now with your expectations of developing a career, making a life? Are you considering anywhere other than Brisbane? Uh, I mean, I've never considered anywhere other than Brisbane, hence, hence the podcast. But I think COVID has actually played such a great role in that because a lot of my friends had plans to go overseas early in their careers and, and you know, do a master's overseas. But being here has made everyone reevaluate. Uh, reevaluate rather what they love about this city and we'd only done six episodes of our show before COVID hit Mm -hmm. and so really the bulk of it was us talking about what we love about this city when we were locked down at our homes and couldn't see this city so I think for our age group it's a good chance to reevaluate you know there are great careers in Brisbane there's great lifestyle and you know property prices aren't great but it's a little better than Sydney and Melbourne a little bit yeah Mm. for sure for how long I kind of wonder so (laughs) as a 21 year old bright spark aspiring Mm. legal eagle with a success Successful podcast under your belt, Henry. I'm curious, uh, what does Brisbane need? What's missing? Well, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would have said the Olympics, uh, but that's been <laughs> that's handsomely done. answered Tick. for us by the International Olympic Committee. What what I really think we need is a beach. Oh yeah, because I know we have Streets Beach. It's hardly competing with Bondi. I love it. I went there when I was a kid. But once you're about four or five, it starts to gross you out a little bit. So what if we could build some sort of artificial beach, you know, maybe near Howard Smith Wharves because it's a bit happening there. If we could get that right, sky's the limit for Brisbane. Okay. But also, I don't want Brisbane to be too good. Yeah, you want it to be what? It's still a little bit daggy. A little yeah, bit it's a bit daggy. It's, yeah. it's the biggest country town in the For world. Real? Everyone knows each other. Keep Brisbane weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe Dwyer, one half of the Unpacking Brisbane podcast. I really enjoyed that. Mm. I'd like to have you on the program more often. I'd oh, love to. Yeah, okay. Thank we you. might we might make it a bit of a mission to mm. share some fun facts about Brizzy. Obviously, promote your fabulous work mm. and uh, and promote bring everybody city. together. It's mm. in the spirit of Brisbane. It is an Olympic year. We could have some real fun <laughs> with this. Joe Dwyer, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, unpacking. Brisbane is the name of the podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You are on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland.